I believe in truth. But I'm also a big fan of justice. Welcome to an exciting special edition of Structured Gibberish. We're your hosts, Brian and Pat. True. Today we're going to be talking about a movie that I think we can both agree is a movie. Yes. Justice League. It came out in theaters. Yes. This was a thing that happened, in case you missed it. Um, I think it was late 2017, I think. I don't even care. (laughs) <laughs> here's here's what happened with this movie for me. So it was out at the same time as Thor Ragnarok. And mm. I had just seen Thor Ragnarok. Oh, and that's a terrible time to have watched this movie. Yeah, it gets worse, Pat. <laughs> so uh, I just happened to come across a very extremely rare scenario where uh, my dad and I were together and had nothing to do for the day. This happens uh-huh. like maybe once every two or three years. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he said, you want to go see a movie? And I said, sure. Uh, Thor's out and uh, Justice League just came out. And he's like, have you seen any of those? And I said, I saw Thor. And he said, well, why don't we go see Justice League? And I had a thought of like, "Um, I do want to see (laughs) Justice League. But But do I want to ruin this time I'm having with my father? Yeah, it's like I know for sure that he's going to love Thor. But maybe Justice League will be good. Mm, oh, you had one of those thoughts, huh? Yeah, it was it was just kind of like justifying it to myself. Right. Yeah, so anyway, so we went to see Justice League. And my dad had asked me in the beginning, like, what do I need to know? Because he, he hasn't seen any of the DC movies. And I, and I said, duck. I know. And I said, well, let me explain really quick just the movies you need to know about. Because you don't need to know about Suicide Squad. Um, you know, like Wonder Woman, all you need to know about is that she is awesome yeah and like and they will not do her justice in this movie like her that's all you really need to know it was a world war one movie and the the guy she fell in love with died uh and then i i tried to explain like man of steel i'm just like you know that's just standard superman movie um but then i tried to explain batman v superman and i found it like just impossible to describe the plot Mm-hmm. Like I was literally like constantly like stopping and backtracking and trying to explain the various different plot holes and everything and thinking like as if it was all going to matter for this movie. <laughs> right, right. Obviously it was. And then we get into the movie and, you know, we're trying to keep it spoiler free at the beginning here. But the beginning of this movie is like um, the first five years of the MCU crammed down into about 20 minutes. Right, right. I... Uh, again, spoiler free. I made a note at one point that this movie has no plot. It's just a bunch of random conversations that are all leading to the same point. Yeah, I, I took some detailed notes for this one. The The beauty of watching the movie on Blu-ray instead of uh, in the theater is that I can you know stop and go back and you know rewatch parts and take you know notes about everything. I, you, so. you had me at stop. That's, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's that was my favorite part of the you, movie. You that I, I could just stop. So we're going, um, we're going through the movie and, um, you know, like he, when we get out of the movie, he was just like, um, you didn't tell me anything about like flash and stuff. You know, what, what was the deal with that? And I'm like, 
literally everything that I know was in that movie. Yep. It, like the movie makes it seem like you're kind of coming in. Like part of it is like, hey, we're filling you in really fast. It feels like they're filling you in really fast to just catch you up from like, you know, like, hey, in case you didn't see the last movie, here's the mo- most important parts you need to have seen, except there was no last movie. Right, right. So now there's yeah, an Aquaman I, movie, so maybe that helps, but I don't know. That's true. I haven't seen Aquaman yet. I, I'm... I don't either. It'll it'll be out on uh, on Blu-ray soon. Yeah. On the Deep Blue Sea Blu-ray. I'm going to cut that joke. That was terrible. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, so just my my thinking of this movie was um and rewatching it my opinion hasn't changed at all i was very happy to see my opinion held up this movie <laughs> is by no stretch of the imagination a good movie mm-hmm. for these characters or for superheroes in general it is not a bad movie in my opinion it's like it's not I, act, just wait I, just i'll get you get your turn okay. it's not it doesn't actively try to offend me like Batman v Superman did. It is simply there and you could derive some enjoyment out of it if you want, but you would have to try. Um, but for the most part, like I went in, I watched it and I walked out and went, well, that was a waste of my time, but I don't feel bad. <laughs> like I'm not angry at it. Like it was just a wasted opportunity that right. they, you know, right. they, I, just, they made this movie to just, because they they needed to basically i guess um you know to sum up my feelings again without getting too spoilery yet um i i would have to say wasted opportunity is is the tagline of this movie you know you have so very much potential going into this now i i've said this many many times before i love dc comics because DC Comics was where I could go and escape the real world. You know what I mean? You know, their their right. comics are so fantasyful, you know. Even a character as broody and and crapped on as Batman is still a form of wish fulfillment, you know? You're still like you everybody's wanted to be Batman. Everybody's wanted to be that guy who had something taken away from them. Everybody can relate to that, but then they just get to kick ass forever after that. You know, they get their vengeance. They, they, but, but they're good guys, you know, (laughs) but they, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And, and this, this movie personified absolutely none of the qualities that I came to, to know and love in DC comics um there was never a moment even uh, and again not too spoilery here but even the parts that are in gotham that should have naturally fit very well in Zack snyder's vision are somehow for some reason skewed you know one of my one of my notes is is it always (laughs) late afternoon in gotham in these movies (laughs) like every other source of media has gotham at night it's wait, a standard wait. what you don't realize is that off screen uh, like some some batman rogue had put up a dome over the city <laughs> that's just like a, a big you know sunglass shade right right it's 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 actually noon 
But yeah, I, I I felt like everything, every single part of this movie for me was a misstep. The writing, the directing, the acting, the cinematography, the lighting, the costumes. No, to a point. To a point. I will I will go <clears throat> on record as saying, visually speaking, costume wise, this is probably my favorite Batman. So let me let me really quick, because I want to get back to what you're saying, because you, you bring up several good points there. But real quick, I want to run through kind of the history of why this movie is the way it is uh-huh. and why it is so disappointing as opposed to as opposed to actively offensive like the last one. Mm-hmm. So for those of you listeners who are not aware, DC had this grand plan of doing like the MCU backwards. You know, they... <laughs> You know, they, it was like, that's we're going to do that's our... That's a really good way of, of putting it. We're going to do our, um, uh, you know, standalone Superman movie. But then we're just going to keep adding in for every movie, basically. For like right. the main line. You know, then we have our ancillary movies and stuff. And then we'll break off and do our single hero movies and stuff. But we're going to try and build up to Justice League as fast as possible. And Batman v Superman is was a movie that on paper sounded really great like i mm-hmm. you can just imagine the the pitch that was like we're going to combine our best selling stories of all time um that uh, dark knight returns and death of superman we're going to combine them into a single movie like how could it not succeed you know <laughs> right like, right what could go wrong well what could go wrong was uh, Zack Snyder was not the visionary. You know, Zack Snyder is a, a weird one because he is an auteur, but his his style is not. It, he, he's better off making things like Sucker Punch and stuff like that. He's he's it, it didn't. <laughs> it's he, true because now and, and just a quick aside, my wife, big fan of Sucker Punch. Again, for me, Sucker Punch is the epitome of everything I dislike about Zack Snyder's style. Um, and, and I, I not to totally beat down on the guy because I really, really liked Watchmen right up until the last like five minutes. Mm-hmm. He nailed it right up until the end yeah. <laughs> and then like, completely missed the point. He, he, he got Watchmen up until the very end. Right. I don't, st- um, I still don't think he has grasped Batman or Superman. Right. There was the way never the, the way the rest moment. of the public wants it. Right. There was never a moment. Like I said, in Watchmen, you're watching it, you're feeling it. You're like, wow, this is amazing. This is exactly my imagination. And then, like I said, he just totally missed the point at the end. Huge whiff. But uh, but this there was never a moment where I'm like, he, he, got, he gets it. There's mm-hmm. Superman. He did it. The, and it's the, like, only, no. the only moments in Justice League where you where you you get that sense of like oh finally they got it it's almost certainly a whedon edit which we're about to get to so in my story so batman v superman of course did not do as well it made money of course it made tons of oh yeah critically so did venom venom is a huge money maker bvs was not well liked of course it has its fans it's hard to avoid its fans right Right. um, everything has its fans let's let's be clear about that it was it was critically panned and it was right. difficult to follow like it was poorly edited it was just it was a, a slog to get through and you can go back and listen to our review of it because we did review that one mm-hmm. 
And boy, and then I saw the director's cut, where Ooh, they tr which tried to, that. yeah, it added back in a lot of the scenes that cut out, so it added in the connective tissue, mm. and still no good, still no good. But anyway, so DC immediately was like, well, crap, you know, we're already into production of Justice League, but apparently nobody likes the direction we're going. So Justice League was originally going to be two movies, right? Mm -hmm. And the first movie... As we basically put together, we have no confirmation of this part, but the first movie was basically going to be essentially this movie where they have to fight Steppenwolf for the mother boxes or whatever. But mm -hmm. at the end, Darkseid arrives and then part two is Darkseid fighting right. Darkseid. And um, like there's there's things in this movie where you could see they were set up in Batman v Superman and then just completely ignored in this movie. Uh -huh. um, because the second half was completely cut out and we'll get into the, some of the details of those, um, as we get, you know, into the actual spoiler section. But so anyway, they made this movie, they cut the plot down so that it was essentially like the justice league comes together for this, you know, the, <laughs> somewhat minor new gods villain. He's not uh -huh. really minor, but like he's a he's a minor villain in the DC pantheon. He but. is he is a massively minor. The only reason I even know who he was is because he had a superpowers action figure back in the day. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, like I don't think I've ever read a story with him in it. I'm sure they're out there. But they, anyway. I'm sure they are too. But yeah, you know, so, I mean, again, we're not talking about a heavy hitter in the slightest. No, so. right. And he was supposed to just be the herald of Darkseid. And then, um, so they made this movie with this, with this plot that essentially just goes nowhere. Um, and, and then on top of it, uh, Zack Snyder had a, a family tragedy right. and, and couldn't finish the movie. And so they brought in Joss Whedon of all people who like tur literally turned night into day in some <laughs> of the scenes and added jokes. And they brought Superman back in for re like, they brought everybody back in for reshoots and they CGI would a mustache and. Like Ugh. what it led to is basically like a movie that is watchable, but mm -hmm. barely like <laughs> it's I have I do have a note in here that's like, hold on, let me find it exactly. Hold on. Uh, something like we're 10 minutes in and I'm already tired of writing notes. <laughs> <clears throat> it's, uh, I, I, you know, to, to catch people up on the process here, uh, when I was watching the movie, part of it, because I, I broke it up into two parts, mostly unintentionally, but it worked in my favor. Um, As it when was I meant was, to be. Right. Uh, when I was watching it, uh, the, the, the first half of the movie, but actually my second viewing of the movie, because uh, for some reason my wife was like, I've never watched this. I'm going to watch this. And I came in like halfway through and I was like, what are you doing? And she just turned to me and was like, this is awful. <laughs> so we watched the rest of it together. Um, so that part I did not take notes for the, when I, when I watched the, like the second half with my wife. Um, but while watching the first half, I feel like I had a note. I had at least one note for every scene. You know, every time there was a scene, I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> oh, why that's, do they do that? That's, that's your notes. <laughs> Right, right. It's going to be very hard to recap the plot based off. Of I, that, I was uh, uh, never mind. I'll get to it when we get into the the, the nitty gritties. Yeah. Um, but anyway, for for the the sum up of my spoiler free portion of the evening, 
Um, I did not like this movie. I did find the movie offensive, mostly because maybe not as offensive as Batman v Superman, um, but it was it was the same shtick. You know, maybe we're more used to it now, mm-hmm. but the writing is so bad mm-hmm. and the direction is so bad. And again, these are good actors. You know what I yep. mean? Like we're, we're not dealing with garbage people. In fact, the funny thing is, and again, I have a note about this. Um, I think Flash was my favorite and he was the only one I went in hating. <laughs> like, I don't I don't care for that actor. And when they announced him, I was like, oh, this is going to be the worst. I have, I have some notes <laughs> he about tur- he turned out being probably my favorite member in this movie so yeah i i get where you're coming from i can i can absolutely understand your feeling about the movie to me the movie was literally like it, it, it was like vapor it was like we they they made this movie they neutered it down to basically nothing and i wouldn't i would never choose to watch this movie again if i wasn't reviewing it for this stupid show right I hear you. Um, but like if, if it was on like at a party or at a bar or someplace, I, I would not care in the slightest. I would probably stare at it because um, well, there are parts you know, of it that it, look nice. It, that's true. And it is it's it's fun to talk about. It's mm-hmm. I feel like this could end up being a cult hit. You know, 20 years yeah. from now, people could be going to midnight showings of Justice League and, uh, you know, wearing fake mustaches. <laughs> yeah. And the best <laughs> and part the is. Like, you the know? best part is that it completely counter contradicts Batman v Superman. Like it cuts it out. <laughs> you could cut right. it out entirely. Right. And I think they are, they're going to cut out this whole universe entirely. Just right, so about. Should we get into the spoilers? Yeah, let's, let's go. I, I have my notes ready. Let's, let's try and recap uh, this plot here. Give me the spoiler horn. All right. Spoiler alert. <laughs> That's what this movie gets. <laughs> Spoiler yawn. Horn into yawn. Okay. Um, I, I'd like to just say that I, I had to write a note within the first two seconds of the movie because the movie, de- they decided somebody made a choice that I feel like it, it was definitely Joss Whedon because it was a, a reshoot. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a stupid choice. There is no reason for the movie to have opened the way it did. And the way it does open, a vertical, handheld, shaky cam, bad CGI face mustached Superman with a kid asking him what's great about Earth. For his podcast. It's two kids asking him him random questions for their podcast. First, they ask him. I I actually wrote this part down because they first asked him... um, if the S on his chest stands for hope uh-huh. and he says it does. And they're like, but it's an S and he goes, well, it's supposed to be an S cause the S winds like a river, you know, it comes uh-huh. and goes. Right. And so it, that made no sense. Thanks. And then, kids. And then he, and then he shares like a, a thing Jonathan Kent would say about hope is like your keys. You're going to lose right. it all the time. But if you look hard <laughs> enough, they're probably nearby. Like, you know, he's got that, you know, all of the scenes where he is suddenly has like folksy wisdom or folksy attitude. That's all Uh Joss Whedon reshoots. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And again, uh, Jonathan Kent was a terrible, stupid man in this universe. (laughs) He was. He Um, he, he, Kevin Costner has not played a worse idiot. I think in his career. 
uh, than Jonathan Kent. Jonathan mm-hmm. Kent, usually, again, usually champion of justice, always doing the right thing. Standard 80s dad, <laughs> you know, always has the right thing to say. Always, you know, pointing Clark in the right direction. They went another way with Jonathan Kent. Yeah, I don't think we need to belabor that. That's, uh, he's not even in this movie. Well, he's he is in a, a photograph that doesn't react to liquid the right way, but whatever. <laughs> That's, um, what the hell was up with? Okay, we're going to get... Oh, we'll, it's in my notes. It's in yeah, my notes. It don't is worry. in my notes, too, because that, that whole scene is just weird. Anyway. Um, so, okay, yeah. He, op- he, my, my note is just opens with bad mustaches, question mark. Mm-hmm. Then I have... My next note is that because they ask him what's the best thing about planet Earth and he smiles and doesn't actually say like we never right. learn. Right. Like you think never, that's going to be a callback, right. you know? And but, then it's nothing. No, but then there's a very stark transition from like Whedon Land to Snyderverse as kind we cut of. as we cut back to Gotham uh, in late afternoon though. Like right. there are no there. Here's again. This is this is why this is why it hurts me so much because Snyder. Is all about the dark and brooding lighting and, and bullshit and like and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna actually I'm gonna put this on Joss Whedon. I'm gonna bet that they went back and physically lightened that scene up. I, I was just gonna say I think you're right. And, I bet you it was much much darker. And it it has it makes zero sense. There's Batman every ooh okay I'm getting. I'm already getting irate. So everything, <laughs> including the the title of the film, is revealed the wrong way. Like it, it's not. It's, it's so uninteresting. And I am a twat <laughs> from nowhere who knows nothing. Okay, and I already can do this better. Why is that? That doesn't make any sense. But so <laughs> <laughs> explain <laughs> this. <laughs> Batman is just—he's just, hanging out, you know, hanging out, lazy afternoon. Not, not in the shadows, really. Just there, yeah, beating a, up on a rando guy. We don't even know he, for sure if the guy is doing anything wrong. He's just no, beating him up. No, he—he was—I think he was stealing something. But you would like to think that because Batman's Adam, beating him up. He, I don't he know. Hangs him sure. over the ledge. This is how I know this was a Snyder Park. He, he hangs him over the ledge in which like, hey, if that guy bends his knees slightly, he's going to fall and die. Right. That I noticed that right away. It's like this guy knows how to hang off ledges. Stunt actor. Perfect planking <laughs> going on right now. If this was an average show and you were, you know, what happens when you get nervous? Your knees go. <laughs> That's just a standard thing. You know, you get jelly knees. This, this guy's guy, like, oh, no, oh, oh, rock hard, buddy. Rock hard. This guy's got some balls, too, week. by the way. Can we just talk about this criminal for oh, a minute? Because yeah. he sees Batman because it's basically daylight. You know, Batman's right. technically in a spot where a shadow might be later in the day. Uh, <laughs> this this and, is a shadowy spot, but not at this time of day. <laughs> if I come back around 10 p.m., it'll be shadowy here. Um, the the guy like drops the whatever he was stealing and like casually like turns away and then turns back and shoots at Batman as if you know I wonder if anybody's ever tried shooting him before right he's never gonna see this coming and oh the, I thought he was daredevil the parademon attacks and everything right. and then at the end the guy's just like he's still hanging around and he's just like mm-hmm. it's because he died right Superman <laughs> it's because he died Superman he was your buddy right right 
you guys were in the same room for like five minutes and you guys are somehow best friends. Uh-huh. Remember? Right? Your yeah, mom's everybody saw that. Martha? Everybody knows. Right. Remember that? Right. Everybody knows your mom's name, Martha. My mom's name, Debbie. <laughs> so. Just trying uh, to bond, buddy. The other thing about this scene, and I, I wonder if it has something to do with the fact that they lightened the entire scene, but, you know, even the, like, portions of it that are actual live action, like the guy the criminal and like Batman without his cape and stuff. Cause obviously his cape is CGI, but like obviously. the entire scene looks CGI. Right. You know, everything the is filtered. Movie, the entire movie is definitely taking place on sets. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I have it much later in my notes, but when, uh, when Diana and cyborg meet for the first time, it's like, there's nothing about this street that looks real. Mm-hmm. nothing about it at all looks real this is definitely a set you can yeah, and i've never felt that way in a major what, motion picture before it's it's like they're talking on sesame street yeah absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. like i don't know if like the the sound guys didn't add enough background ambient noise or or what but it's just like nothing about this makes me feel like they're on a real street this it's too clean it's too produced i don't know what it is about it, I can't put my finger on it, but it doesn't feel real in the slightest. So the lighting, all of the lighting in this whole movie is wrong. Just yeah, well, because it's all it's all been like because it's it was all filmed on like green screen, and then first they made everything night, and then they made it day, and then it was red, and like they kept changing the colors. And hey, we'll get we'll get to that. We we skipped over a slight piece here that I this was the first moment that I actually physically rolled my eyes because for some reason this didn't occur to me the first time, but the, um, the parademon gets trapped uh-huh. by a right. net and like commits suicide or whatever. He explodes and in his explosion leaves behind three uh-huh. squares on the three wall. Three squares. And I thought as if this guy's like, this is like the Riddler of parademons. <laughs> right. He's just like, I'll get him. I'm going to suicide myself and leave three squares. And leave some clues as to what the plot is. But, Are you seeing this, Alfred? Yes, I am. I don't know why an explosion would leave three squares. Makes zero sense, but I'm sure you think it's good. I, I have a note in here later on that I'm going to get to, but I, I wrote down word for word most of Alfred's lines because I still maintain that Alfred is is the viewer stand in in these movies i i agree i i put i it's way down here but one of my notes is i like alfred (laughs) you can you can take all of alfred's quotes from this movie and batman v superman just take all of his lines and string them together and what you have is a review of this movie that's wonderful that sounds awesome i'd like to see that happen so then we get to the opening montage which has in it the now the largest see, banner ever printed <laughs> right um it has the worst title reveal i in in memory for me i you know i think of things like the ninja turtles you know where they're like you're you know they're walking down the sewers before you really got to see them yet and mm-hmm. then the title comes out and you're like, yay. Right, and all you see is their shadows still. Right. You know, see, I, I think, I think this is a, I'm guessing, I'm just guessing. I think this is a Joss Whedon misstep. Um, I think he added that 
into the front because the end of the movie also shows the title. And most movies show it either at the beginning or the end, but they don't usually mm-hmm. do both. So Fair. I'm wondering if he added that because it's got that. I really like the Justice League logo. It's it's like classic it's, and fun and does classic, not fit this movie. Clean. Right. Yeah. It's but it's it it was also <clears throat> it's so flat and boring. You know what I mean? But like there's pet. it was on a flag or something. It was like waving. <laughs> right. It was waving or there's some for some reason. It you was know, on the old a Justice League flag. From the old stories. Exactly. From the old days. Um yeah, it I don't know, man. I <laughs> you've already given this is the point in, in the in my notes in which I had already given up. Right. On this because this uh, opening is such a slog. It's like it is. This, this, it is. it's a slog to get through the exposition scenes. And then you have like this movie can be broken up into three basic parts. You have slog through exposition, which also unites the team. Like once the exposition's done, you're just like, oh, oh, they're together. I didn't even realize it. It just happened. <laughs> right. And then there's um <clears throat> slog to get through the Superman resurrection parts, which is heavily edited from the original plan. Mm-hmm. So it it feels somewhat pointless. And then it's fighting in the in the red skied russian town right yeah which is also a bit of a slog because it keeps cutting back to the stupid family that i could give two fucks about yeah we're gonna talk about that family yeah they're they're there they're there (laughs) so okay um where did i leave off so i have a title reveal super the the title montage the montage shows like a white skinhead attacking a a store owned by a muslim family Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And all I could think was like, oh, this the movie is trying to say that the death of Superman is how we got Trump. <laughs> and then there was another scene um, later, just like in the same montage. And mm-hmm. I don't remember. I'm uh, blanking on it right now, but I didn't write a note about this. But I remember thinking like, oh, it's also how we got Brexit. Wonderful. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I, you know, I mean, it was it, this movie is nothing if not heavy handed. Um, oh, you know, it was probably the uh, the scene of the people who um, are like going to blow up a bank or whatever, and they're like British. Right, okay. and they're, they're like, we're going to return to the you know, right, the religious right. old days so or whatever. I did. I wanted to talk about that for a second because apparently Wonder Woman is standing like on top of the building that's being attacked, and which is pretty handy. It's very handy, except for the fact that she lets a ton of people get brutally murdered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like these guys walk in and they're not being quiet. They're mm-hmm. just like, what's that? Shoot that guy in the face. What's that? Shoot that guy in the face. Oh, just open fire. There's a crowd of people. Open fire. Lots of people died. And then then we cut to Diana being like, oh, what's that? <laughs> it's like she knows what gunfire sounds like guys you can't let her play dumb like in the first movie this this movie is very it it cannot decide if wonder woman is um a a hero that protects people without hesitation or um someone who is doing their best to lay low and not get involved like the movie just right right keeps going back and forth between those two things to the point where I have a I have a note in here in a little bit and we will get to it, but uh, there's there's a line that ex- explicitly like contradicts itself in the middle of the same <laughs> sentence. But um, there there here's something else I noticed um, throughout the entirety of the movie uh, that I you know we've talked about this before, but as a person and I, I hate to 
shoehorn myself in this this spot here. But if I'm being honest, as a man who has a daughter now, yes, I see I see the world very differently. You know, um, I noticed very much so in the Wonder Woman movie that they were explicitly very good about not showing her ass for no reason. Mm-hmm. You know, you would see her butt in the normal realm of seeing a person's butt, like if she's running away or running towards something and the camera's behind her. The mo- This movie showcased her butt like eight times. Like right. it was I- the only thing on screen or the- or like Batman and, and Cyborg are standing somewhere and then Wonder Woman's butt is in the foreground. <laughs> it's like they're... There is no reason for this. Yeah, I have except notes. for us. Every so often, I have a note that just says "buckshot," "buckshot," right. and butt the, shot. the the worst one was like there. There was one where she's like, you know, they they showed a lot of Diana, you know, wearing tight pants, and you see her tush. Um, but then there's there's a part where she's in the Wonder Woman outfit, and I, I think it was right after they they get out of the. Uh, the Gotham water reservoir since Aquaman's involved. We have to have some kind of body of water he can get to. Uh, (laughs) No, not the Gotham water reservoir. Um, But she like climbs out and it's like, those are, those are her butt cheeks. Like you can not once in the Wonder Woman movie. Did we see Diana's ass cheeks? Justice League. She's she's downplayed. She's not in the movie the whole time. And I see more of her ass in this movie. That isn't great, guys. <laughs> you know, I think Gal Gadot, or is that how you say her I name? Think it's Gadot, actually. Gadot, Gal Gadot. Um, I think she's a very attractive lady. I think she's awesome. Um, but it diminishes for me. It I feel like it diminishes the character of Wonder Woman when we when we do that to her. Um, again, this is, this is a dad of a daughter. (laughs) So I feel like, I wish I could, I could say that I'm sure that I would be on the same topic if I didn't have a daughter, but I definitely am because I have a daughter. So that's, that's where I am. So, so the guy, too too much, the, the bomber, the mad bomber, Uh what what bombs bombs at midnight is there and he's shooting the gun and she's blocking all the bullets um or at least half the bullets right it it seemed like he was shooting a lot more bullets than she was dodging but whatever she Uh, was only dodging the ones that might have hit he's a bad shot so he says what are you and she says a believer yeah 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 what does that mean pat i don't know man what did i I miss i wish i knew I, I think it'll be a callback for later. Oh, no. Hmm. Uh, hmm. No, no. Maybe in the second movie. You know, right, right. In in Wonder Woman 2, 1984, that's all going to come around. We're going to go, but that's this whole, this changes Justice League completely. The whole movie makes sense now. <laughs> Thank God for this prequel. So now, then Batman um, goes no, to. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There, there's another yeah, bit right. of that that really bothered me. Okay, okay good. The bad mad bomber, what bombs at midnight, they she finds out that this bomb is supposed to destroy four city blocks, mm-hmm. four city blocks while the whole world is watching. Apparently, that lasso of truth let him 
stretch it a little bit because all she did was throw it out a window. <laughs> she just she I, I mean it was a, a top window, but she just threw it out a window, well, and it was definitely not four city blocks worth of explosion. There, the, the, that building was four city blocks tall, Pat. <laughs> so it's fine. It's fine. I was I was really I was like, come on, like why even put that line of dialogue in there? If you're just going to have her throw it out the window, it's scary enough that he's going to blow the building up. <clears throat> you know, I think we could chalk this up to um, if we were if we were in the business of trying to make the movie make sense, we could just pretend that uh, this guy is just actually really bad at making bombs. And if it, <laughs> if his plan had gone perfectly, it would have just been like a in the room, you know, uh-huh. and he'd be dead. Uh-huh. But everyone else would just be like, oh, I'm covered in soot. Ew. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's let's go back to Bruce Wayne decides to go to Aqualand. I don't know. I don't know where he went, honestly. But I don't know either. I don't think he knows. I have this note. Ready? Uh-huh. <clears throat> uh huh. Bruce Wayne sounds tired and old, and I don't believe Ben Affleck is acting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I do. It's really funny because I I feel like because this is, you know, obviously shot kind of out of order and stuff. I feel like and I'm sorry, Ben Affleck, if you're listening to this podcast, but I I feel like uh, the reshoot Ben's uh, was more bloated (laughs) because there are definitely points where Batman is a little chubbier (laughs) and there are points where he's fitter. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so my, my notes for this sequence, um, are, are short, but, but I feel like they, they have a lot to talk about first Aquaman's eyes. Like wh- why, why did they make him wear goofy high or contact lenses? It doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> it does nothing but distract me. Every time I'm, I'm looking at Jason Momoa, it's like, that's not right. This He's- is not right. I yeah you know, I feel like they were trying to be like we need some way to distinguish him from a normal person, right? You know? Um. Well, so okay, so that leads me to my next big point for this scene and the theme of the entire movie: terrible missteps with introductions. <laughs> so B- Bruce Wayne is is waxing like not even it's not even cool. Like what would have been cool is if there was like you. Give some ambiance. The bar is going crowded. You know, people are drinking. Maybe the lighting is not like <laughs> fucking, you know, Office Depot lighting. <laughs> but, but, you know, uh, Bruce Wayne just like walks in and is like, hey, guys, I'll pay you money if you show me where Aquaman is. And Aquaman is standing right there. And we all know that Jason Momoa is Aquaman. There's no surprise here. There's no surprise at all. Also, because there's a picture of him on the <laughs> wall. <laughs> right, right. And Bruce Wayne looks right at it. He does. And he goes, he three squares. Right. I'll give you words, an extra 50,000 if you tell me what the three squares are. It's like we're watching, uh, I don't know, what's that? Deal or no deal or something. I don't know. <laughs> the, a game with three squares. Sure, sure. We'll, Ho- we'll, Hollywood we'll squares. Hollywood squares. But, but yeah, so... <clears throat> so Bruce Wayne. Now, again, in any other media, anything out there that has a superhero reaching out to another superhero, 
have they has Batman ever in the history of comic books, TV shows or whatever done it as Bruce Wayne? No, No, because that's stupid. Because what is Bruce Wayne's most closely guarded secret? Uh, He doesn't have one in this movie. Apparently not, because he announces to this entire town (laughs) that he is Batman. He's just like, you guys got internet? No? Right. Uh, It's cool. I'm Batman. (laughs) You guys don't have phones? Nobody has phones? Cool. Uh, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne, you probably don't know who I am, but I'm billionaire playboy (laughs) Bruce Wayne. I am also... Of the Batman. Mm-hmm. A good day, sir. <laughs> the the other thing that's weird about this scene is that Bruce Wayne has absolutely 100% seen video of Aquaman before. Like, close-ups of his face right. and stuff. Like, uh-huh. He knows he, who he is. He knows who he is, but for some reason, he's going through this weird charade of, like, offering the townspeople probably more money than they would ever have gotten in their entire life otherwise. Right. Right. Again, to talk to the guy that he already knows is the guy. Like, I don't know what he's playing at. Like, the, the, it's like they're setting up a gambit of some sort, but then it doesn't like you never figure out what the actual plan was. Because, again, what would have made so much more sense is if if Bruce was there and you didn't see Jason fucking Momoa. Yeah. He's sitting in the back <clears throat> somewhere or or not even fucking there. That would have been fine. But the notion that Jason Momoa is standing there. Talking he's like, to him. He he's talks talking to him. to him, right? He is, he is, you know, he doesn't have a hood over his head. There's no reveal. In this movie, there are zero cool reveals. Everything is drawn out wide and long and just shoved in your throat. And it's like, it's your favorite meal. Eat it. And nobody's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Aquaman is also, I don't know why, but he's extremely angry at what's going on. You know, like he doesn't know who this guy is, apparently. Um, Like, I don't. They they go out of their way to to try and establish. Well, because that's what they're doing there. You know, Aquaman is the the rugged bad boy. He can't be like, hey, Bruce, that's really cool because he's the rugged bad boy. Like he even had like, you know, uh, again, later in my notes. He had the rugged bad boy moment of drinking an entire bottle of some undisclosed liqueur and smashing it on the ground before jumping into the ocean. Happy birthday to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) It just doesn't make sense. But then like right after that, he seems he's he's like friendly with Bruce Wayne as he's walking back to jump into the water. And I wrote this part down because he goes, so you dress like a bat? Bruce says, mm-hmm. He goes, like a literal bat? He goes, yep. I'm like, no, not like a literal bat. No, like a he's, Batman. Yeah, he's dressed as a guy with a picture of a bat on him and ears on his head, and he has a cape. He is a literal bat only in the sense of a Ben Cooper thinks things are literal bats. <laughs> so it's then, uh, so then we cut... I don't know what happens next, to be perfectly honest, but I just have uh, it, a quote. I have a quote from Alfred in which he just says, I don't recognize this world. Right. There's there's like a brief, uh, brief get together with uh, with Bruce and Alfred. And again, even though Alfred has spent the last, what did they say, 20 years um, fighting, you know, maniacal clowns and penguin people and cat women and whatnot. This world he doesn't recognize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I can get behind a cat woman. I get it. I get it. 
But an Aquaman? No, I'm I out. I don't understand. What are you getting at? I don't understand this. What is this world? <laughs> what is this world? <clears throat> I don't have to under. This, I don't. I don't have to recognize this world, Alfred. I just I, have to say it. I think Flash is next, right? Yes, Flash is because my note. My only note there is. Flash, the best so far. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought the Flashes, the so the others. This is this is a tough one. I the Flash one, the Flash introduction was annoying to me in a different way than the others. Like the others, it, it's just like I don't understand why these people are doing what they're doing. Uh-huh. The Flash one, it makes perfect sense. He's going to see his dad in jail, and he's talking to him about stuff. But it's literally like, hey, here's a scene of the Flash and his dad in which they explain themselves to each other for the benefit right. of the audience, you know? Uh-huh. And I was like, Oh God, listen, I didn't say that it was good. I just said it was the best so far, but yeah, it, it is. It is very much the, uh, son, I don't want you here. Cause I am falsely accused of killing your mama. We also got like right before that, like Alfred explains the flash. And then we get the Flash, and then later right, Wonder right. Woman is explaining the Flash. Like the, it's just constant exposition. People talking about everything over and yeah. over. And over. Then you That's go. What this movie is. Then we have Cyborg. Um, he's. Do we have to have Cyborg? <laughs> uh, my note. My only note. Because I I took no notes during the Cyborg actual reveal where he's moping around his apartment. The the only time they attempt a reveal. Yeah, that's not a very good one. No, it's not. It's terrible. Um, but I, the note that I have is because his dad leaves the the office at early at eleven thirty p.m. and the janitor, who I have noted is apparently old Hank Azaria. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. I, I'll give you that. I like that. Uh, tells him you know to have a good night and everything, and then I think we have the apartment scene, and then we cut back to the janitor. Who's just like, hey, that the lab is suddenly bathed in a bright red light and there's predator noises coming from there. I'd better <laughs> go in there and see what's going on. And then, of course, he gets captured. Right. By predators. Right. <clears throat> so. That was my predator noise for you. Then we get to head over to Themyscira. Ah, yes. I have some notes <laughs> for some exposition about um so what here's, the thing's doing here's there, but right go ahead. here's here's my my notes um steppenwolf fuck this cgi <laughs> is bad <laughs> but is. somehow the writing is worse <laughs> he says when he first shows up he was like i was in exile searching and then you called me home i'm like wait <laughs> you were what, what exiled you and why were you searching? What were you searching for if you knew the thing was home? Like, you just did. Uh, I don't yep. understand. Uh, it's just, it's just platitudes. Like, these people just talk in things that sound dramatic that don't mm-hmm. make any sense. And then. Fight scene. And then, fight scene. But the Amazons, you know, they thought, you know what really worked well for fight scenes? Metal bikinis. Mm-hmm. It worked for Princess Leia. And she was only being a probable sex slave to a giant slug. So you know what? You know what? Amazons should probably get some metal bikinis. Mm-hmm. I was highly insulted. 
Yeah, Zack Snyder had said something about like, oh, those are just training outfits and stuff, and that wasn't better. No, like no. I could, the, I could. The fact that they own metal bikinis that that aren't for them at leisure time. If hmm. they want at leisure time to hang out in metal bikinis, I'm all for it. These were obviously uniforms right. that people were wearing, and it's <laughs> it would be there are explanations for it. Like you could come sure, up with sure. explanations for it. It could, you know, like because. There, there are like you know, if you're going to be in a fight where you don't expect like swordplay and stuff, and you need, you know, you don't want to be restricted by armor, right, right. You know, if you're, if you're going to wrestle, if you're, if you're in a wrestling tournament, yeah, sure. But, but apparently, it up. if your job is to stand at the door and get ready to break the pillars with hammers and then catch the doors, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like that's the wrong outfit. I agree. I so agree. then, um. Do you, who's who's the is it who's the um lead amazon here who's top top amazon do you know i don't know isn't it her mom is it is it apolita i thought but okay. i don't know for sure anyway steppenwolf does a hulk jump uh-huh many to, hulk jumps yes he's very good at hulk jumping um and then he dude you just jump the hulk <laughs> I have I have two notes here. First off, the mother box is a combination of the Tesseract plus the Allspark. Uh-huh. That yep. is literally but, what it is. But not even like a cool Allspark, like the Allspark trying to turn into Beats by Dre. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that happened in the third Transformers movie. It did. Personally. I know I it, it definitely did. Um so then I have I have a, a specific note where like there were scenes of like them riding through Themyscira, which were clearly CGI, but uh-huh. they looked amazing. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, and now it looks awful. Oh, ooh, that looks amazing. And it's awful again. And of course, anytime what? Steppenwolf was on screen, it looked awful. But like there's, just... there's one part in the movie where he looks really good, but we'll get to that later. But the, one of one of the, the most insulting bits to me, I don't know why it really struck me, but like it, it was when... The Amazon was on the back of Hippolyta's horse and she was pulling the mother box up to her. Mm. Like there was no weight to the mother box. Yeah, like the, the like ropes went when it, when it, when it like got up to her, it was like there was they did they I don't know, whoever was in charge of figuring out how gravity and weight works was not in that day. Maybe maybe it doesn't weigh anything. Who knows? I I it was like she was pulling a balloon. <laughs> Um, can I just so, say, yeah, th- this, I didn't really notice. I didn't make this note until much later, but it's just the fact that I don't know if, if it was in the original, like when, when the plan was to this to be a two part movie and have dark side in it. I don't know if this was still, would still have been in the movie, but just the fact that he constantly refers to the, the three mother boxes as mother. It's just really weird. It is. It is. It's weird. The only the only thing that I that kind of got me through that, I guess, <laughs> um, was I kept thinking maybe we're gonna get to a granny goodness kind of thing, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's why there's some kind of uh, you know, familial <laughs> labels on things. So later when they're like, Oh, granny goodness, here's mother box. <laughs> You know, that's that's the only thing that I, I, I could that went through my head. I was like, OK, maybe they're trying to like soften us, soften the blow for the fact that we're going to call somebody granny goodness. <laughs> yeah, but we don't. 
So no. then we move over to a scene where Batman is working on the first of his oversized vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, wait Diana... a second, did you gloss over a scene? Because I had I had notes. What? Um, there there was a the, the point with uh, with Lois. Oh, Lois and, yeah, and, I did gloss. I and Martha. Yeah, that that's you can't gloss over Martha. Um, so just just two quick notes. One, the, it it ah, it seemed like it was like a a a high school news show, but for some reason, like there was an there was a, a news anchor on the TV, and it didn't look like he like it literally looked like a child, like he looked like he, <laughs> yeah, was, no, too he was too small, small for the desk, and he was yep. just like. He was like, some old lady got attacked by a something. Let's check in with that. Because it's and then it, <laughs> for it, some reason Diana is in her it, it's the scene starts out with Diana in her um wherever she works during the day and she's like cleaning a statue or whatever. Right. And she starts watching this broadcast on like an old right. large TV. Right. And then it transitions to I I think it I know to it's to Lois and Martha. Yeah, to Lois and Martha watching the same thing. And it's just this yeah. And that, it, and that was and then, a really weird. The uh, for for whatever reason they were Tyson like busy. <laughs> for whatever reason, then they're like, "Okay, old lady, just start cussing," because <laughs> yeah. that's that's, that's right. going to make this feel real. And, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "That motherfucker just didn't son of a cox," and like they just they bleeped her the whole time. But it's like they did. She's like, "I'll probe them." What, right, right, exactly. It's like. This like I had to write a note about this because it was the most bizarre thing I feel like I'd ever witnessed in a movie, and I've seen Plan Nine from Outer Space, but it is just so weird a choice, you know. And again, I'm feeling it could have been Joss Whedon because it was it was supposed to be silly and funny, and mm. you know Zack Snyder about that. Um, so so yeah, I, I my my notes consisted of. The news anchor is so bad, and the cussing old lady? <laughs> Such a waste of good actors and actresses. <laughs> because, again, then it was just like, here's some exposition. Lois doesn't write hard-headed nose stories no more. Mm-hmm. And Martha's going to lose the farm. I think it's pretty bad over there. I think oh, she, golly. She <laughs> did lose the farm, right? Maybe. I don't know. I wasn't following that deep. That's, I'm pretty sure, because I have a, a question about this later on, but I thought it said... She did lose the farm because she was saying she found another like apartment to live in because and the farm was right. too big and she felt right. like she was walking around like a ghost anyway. Like I thought she literally lost the farm. I thought so too by the end, but I feel like in that conversation it was like a I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Because um, then at, at the end, Bruce Wayne gets it back for her. Right. By buying right. the the bank that foreclosed on. I'm I am pretty sure that she they specifically said she had lost the farm. That could be. Regardless. Um, my last note for that scene was the the part I talked about earlier. This movie has no plot, just a bunch of random conversations leading in the same direction. <laughs> they, they converge near the end, but it's an extremely long string of conversations. Right, right. Um, so anyway, so Batman's working on his APC vehicle, um, which I make mention of that he he makes this gigantic vehicle for the purpose of like carrying five people around mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. you could you know just fit in a van the bat van bat van so then bat diana bat diana shows up in her uh tight suit 
in her tight uh-huh. pants and everything so that we get Thank nice goodness. butt shots. Yep. Several. Fo- and then it, it literally flow. I think they take a walk by the lake or something, but it yes, they do. very clunkily from there flows into like a Lord of the Rings superhero movie in which yes. she's just narrating. She And it, it sounds very Lord of the Rings because it's like in the, the tribes of men, one the tribes of men took one of the cubes and they buried it. But they were all of them deceived for another. So <laughs> it's like it, it, I mean, the scene—it's—it's it's definitely a CGI slugfest again. Oh yeah, there's a Green Lantern. Um, in it, so that's there cool. is. So okay, so here are my notes. Uh, quickly, um, somewhere in there, Cyborg randomly hacked the Bat Cave, which I thought was stupid. Um, like I, he was just like, "What are my hands doing? Why are I, they showing me the Bat Cave?" When I when I first saw that scene, I was just like, "Did he just gain telepathy? <laughs> right? How did he? Why does he hear Alfred talk? Like this doesn't make sense. Why the Bat Cave? Like out of right. all the places he could hack, accidentally." And it, and it seemed like it was. He was like shocked. His hands were just making. He was like, "What are my hands doing now?" Yeah, because he said earlier, "You should have seen what they were doing when I was trying to jerk it earlier." <laughs> He had said earlier that like his body just randomly upgrades all the time. Right, but so. that's not mm-hmm. an upgrade. Like, oh, this is, this is like HBO. No, forget HBO. We've got Batcave footage. Um, <laughs> Bat- you've yeah. been upgraded. No, um, but uh, so so we're he, in the middle of Lord I of the Rings. Question, scene right well, I I, I got to get there. Hold on. Okay. Uh, my question here was, why was cyborg on their list um because that's you know at this point nobody knows he's a cyborg yet well they know they have okay so you can trace the the chain of events it eventually ends somewhere inexplicable so (laughs) anyway they have they have the video of the mother box like connecting right, okay, to him right, and right, stuff but they right? they the only time the only time in their entire because apparently they were trying to make cyborg the mystery character um they because the, every other character is like shut up slap you right in the face it's the flesh shut up slap <laughs> you right in the face it's aquaman and, but 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 the guy who's literally covered in cybernetics shh, <laughs> nobody knows who he is yeah, I think they were trying to um, avoid the budget of having the CGI him the whole time. Probably, because they obviously had about a dollar ninety-five to do it. Um, <laughs> it doesn't look good. I don't understand how ten never, years earlier they never, were able to do the Iron Man suit so good. Right, but this not a single frame in that movie with Cyborg looks good. Not nope. a frame. Nope. Um. So that Diana said something that just bothered me. She's like. They don't contain power. They are power. It's like, yeah, but they're a box. Right. And so and if they're not randomly like erupting to, power out of that box, then yes. You have to stick your hands the in the box to do so stuff. That was, that was so a the power's in the box. It's stupid yeah. line. <laughs> it is. It's yet another, it sounds dramatic, but doesn't make sense kind of like. Um, and then my, my only other note there was, oh, I literally wrote the word, oh, <laughs> oh, there goes my hope of a GL. <laughs> yep. He was a well done Green Lantern for the yeah, few he seconds he was cool on screen. For a couple seconds. And then it's, you know, I mean, if this is the first time I haven't been completely disappointed by Green Lantern in a live action situation. 
But that's because he lasted about 12 seconds. So um, then from so from there, then they, they split up. Bruce and Diana are just like, hey, you go get Cyborg. I'll go get Flash. Meet me you back. You the big the- guy. Which one's the ugly one? Um, Which is first, Flash, right? Uh, yes. So Flash is first. And again, my note here mostly is, does the Flash have autism? Hmm. Interesting question. I I wrote that um, he makes he talks almost entirely in jokes, but not like Spider-Man would or something like that. Like he's right. not cracking. He's not just like cracking wise. He's, he's nervous. Yeah, he's, there's he's there just... is a point where he is literally doing when he gets into talking about brunch, he is literally just doing a comedy routine. Right. You know, and I, I just it's like the writer's looked at him and they're like uh he he's supposed to be funny right he's supposed to make a lot of jokes but like they just wrote bad jokes and i couldn't tell if it was like well they're bad writers so... i don't know if you, you saw yeah. the rest of this movie it's not like they were gifted with jokes i couldn't like i just <laughs> couldn't tell if it was like we specifically wrote bad jokes so that he would sound super nervous and everything or if Maybe, you know but... we we wanted him to seem like he has a good sense of humor but we're just bad at writing jokes yeah, like I didn't, I, I didn't know who was bad in the scenario. Column A, column B. Flash, you know, again, you know, for the past, what, five years or so, we've gotten an amazing Flash story on television. <laughs> and it 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 continues to get better and better every time I watch an episode. I'm like, man, this is closer and closer to the Flash that I've always dreamt of having, you know. And he's pretty much there. Honestly, like visually speaking, if he could just get some yellow boots, <laughs> I would be I would be over the moon. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but this flash is just and and again, let me let me say he's he's probably my favorite part of this movie. Um <clears throat> he is he I think he is for me too. Even this despite the him being written to be a little bit annoying. Mm-hmm. he's the most upbeat and he provides the most, he's the most grounded of them. Right. You know? Right. So like, I, I especially love the, uh, the grave digging scene with cyborg because he's like trying so hard, you know, and cyborg <laughs> is just like, like he's got, he's got his goals. You right. Know? And he, he's just like, Look, we're doing what we're doing and we're going to get through this and maybe he'll die or whatever. I don't care. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, but I mean, yeah, so there, right? oh, totally, totally. Um, I actually, I, I will say because I, I don't want this to be a one hundred percent negative thing. I thought that the the moment of flash time was very cool and well mm-hmm. done. You know, um, I like that even though he wasn't moving quickly, he still kind of emits the lightning. You know what I mean? Like he he wasn't doing anything but like I'm gonna step aside of this batarang. Yeah, it's just whenever look. he's whenever he goes look, you to know. flash time, there's lightning shooting around. Right. Even even if he's literally standing still, right? Like, but he's he is, he is taking right. He's taking <clears throat> advantage of. Now, I've always been this is this is probably a, a conversation for another time, but I'm just going to bring it up briefly. Um, do you think the Flash has a power that he activates, or does he, uh, a la the 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 wonderfully tragic song? the ballad of Barry Allen, um, is he constantly just living in a world of people who are moving too slow? Um, I believe he has a power that he activates. 
I hope in I this hope movie that's how I for sure. For sure, for sure in this movie. Um I I do I, I wonder that sometimes for, for the old the old flashster. Um you, you gotta you gotta assume that pretty much any time he has to do mundane things, it's gotta suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I gotta wait for the laundry to be out of the wash. So there's uh. a line here. <laughs> I'm I'm moving on a little bit here. Please, the, please. There's a line right after the scene where they send Wonder Woman to get Cyborg. Uh-huh. Um, or no, they don't. They, Wonder Woman has been sent to find Cyborg, but they cut to a scene where she's like watching videos and she's on the computer and uh-huh. Cyborg starts talking to her through the computer and everything. Right. And um, she, they set up a place to meet and everything. And uh, Alfred says, looks like you have a date. About time somebody here did. <laughs> and I that, And I wrote it down and then I went, wait, was he talking about bruce or himself right it's hard to say about time someone around probably both probably Probably. um i i just want to fill in um i did not appreciate the mercedes commercial yeah what's your superpower (laughs) i'm rich i'm rich and i've got this mercedes i don't know if you know it's a mercedes if you don't hold on I'm going to turn it on. There's going to be a little screen that just plays the Mercedes logo for you. Cause I'm part of here in this dirty alley. It's not like I wouldn't have the Batmobile here or something. Cause obviously I could give two shits who knows I'm Batman. Yeah. There's the, you know, it just, meh, huh. anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel the, about a lot of this. The, uh, the part we're talking about with where cyborg and wonder woman meet, that is the part I wrote specifically. Everything feels like a set. Nothing seems real. And then Wonder Woman, so this is the thing that gets me, like, she's so one note in this movie. It's like everything, she everything falls back to Steve Trevor. And it's, she says like, she, she like kind of like closes her eyes for a minute and takes a deep breath. And then she's like, okay, it's time for me to tell my story. And she talks about how, you know, she loved someone once, but then he died. And ever since then, she's closed herself off to the world but then she had to learn how to open herself up again and everything and i'm like you don't see any of this in those movies in batman right. v superman she had like she worked with like a hundred people who followed her around all the time <laughs> like she works in an office like she has friends right. and stuff she, like I, you don't see any I, of it like here, she at the I beginning she's fighting crime right i think what they're trying <laughs> to do is there, there was there was a the big question see wonder woman would leave you to believe that once she's done with that story, she goes on and has other stories. Right. Again, Wonder Woman 1984 is going to come out and reveal that she has other stories. But then when we met her in Batman v Superman, there was a lot of questions. People were like, well, what has she been doing? Why Why does Batman not know who she is? Mm-hmm. She's, she's a superhero. He should have at least heard of Wonder Woman before. He explicitly you know? says later that he hadn't heard of her until the Doomsday thing. Right. And so it's like, it, it the the question was is why wouldn't she have continued being a hero, and so I feel like they're just trying to shoehorn that in. They're just like, yes, I I had to love her. I don't do her accent well, but I had to love her. Neither does she. He, oh, he that died. was unfair. <laughs> I, well, the other Amazons fa- don't do her accent. Right, I was well gonna say well, that was that was one of my favorite things that was pointed out in uh uh honest trailer that I never picked up on. It's like an entire company of actresses 
is doing a stupid accent to make <laughs> Gal Gadot's accent make sense. Oh, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so no. Okay, so then we have the uh, cyborg scene, and she's like, right. "Yeah, well, you know, if I wanted to fight you, I would have fought you down by the lake, revealing that she knew he was there and everything." Because mm-hmm. you saw him briefly staring at them. Yep. So he's just butt. like, "Nah," and he flies away. And she's like, nah, oh, damn, my out. butt's disappointed. <laughs> this is what a sad butt looks like. <laughs> um, and then there's a, there's a terrible sinking boat. This boat <laughs> is in no way paying attention to the way motion or gravity or anything works <laughs> like yeah. you do with this movie. It's, it, was, is, it is obviously a stationary boat <laughs> that is turning upwards. Right. Like it's the only practical effect they decided to use is, is making this set move. That's, and it's and not it's like, like rocking in the waves or anything. I, I literally watched this scene and was like, I'm a, I'm, is something about to push the boat over from underneath or something? And then I was like, Oh no, that's just the, that's just the thing. They've got the prop sitting on to move the right. boat around in the water. Yep. It was so bad. So bad, and then you know, because <laughs> they were just like Zack Snyder was just like, "Hey, uh, is there anybody here who knows how to make a physical object? Is oh. Anybody? Does anybody know how to do that? We need one for this movie. Anybody? I've been making a boat in my garage for about no, two and a half years. Then there's one guy who's just like, "Hey, Gio. I know how to make a city street." <laughs> <laughs> What's on your resume, city street? Oh, and a boat, but it's not going to float. That's not going to float. Right prop now. it up with something. So yeah, so there, 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 there's that. Um, then oh, oh, and then there's a random family that I could not give any fucks. I, hold about on, wait, no, there's all. you're skipping That's, over some more. I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, before that, Aquaman dives into the water. Oh right, the, oh right, and he goes down to Atlantis apparently where he never goes but just he went there and it just happened to be the time when steppenwolf shows up to steal the game and he you know he gets there he fight you know mira fights uh, steppenwolf a little bit and then aquaman shows up and they fight a little bit and then steppenwolf booms away and then the weird i think i think this is honestly like the weirdest scene in the movie because mira creates what i refer to as an exposition bubble uh-huh absolutely because she, she has the since, power to make air out of nothing since both of them can obviously hang out underwater without any problem you know there's there's mm. really no reason for this bubble except for they, they're like whoa we should talk out loud about some stuff and she literally was just like oh so you've come back to atlantis you know when i was young i was taken in by your mom and raised as one of the royal family and he's like yeah well she left me with my dad on the surface and he, and she's like you know if your mom was still alive, this would have been her duty to go to the surface. And he's just like, yeah. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. wait a minute, wait a minute. Aren't you, didn't you just say that you're the one who uh-huh. has spent her whole life being like the royal person here and he's the outsider and you're just like, you know, if your mom was here, she would have said that it's your job to do this, not my job, not my right. job. And you know, you notice how she's not at all surprised to see him. Yeah. You know, she's just like, the lost son has returned. Cool. Um, so go to the store 
<laughs> yeah. It's like, so anyway, you saw that guy, he just stole that thing. Um, you better go get that back. Right. You better get that back because I'm not doing it. Fuck you, little brother. Bye. <laughs> I got to live with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I hope it, Aquaman it was clears just, that whole thing up, but I, I I hope it ignores it completely. I, I that's, hope that's that they, a way to clear it up, right? I I hope <laughs> that they completely don't even think about that scene in Aquaman ever. Um, all right, so now, so yeah, so then now so then, we go to know, Russia. Steppenwolf gets his his box and pure power and blah blah blah. Um, let me just say, okay, so now we're going to Russia, and let me just say. I love this Russian family. I love that the, all these scenes are in here. Um, and I'll tell you why. It's, tell me, Tarbush. They, they make me, they just make me so happy to see like, hey, uh, these people who are apparently like, well, they're, they're living on a soundstage, clearly. Clearly, very but clearly. Somehow, so like earlier in the movie, you have seen parademons like silently sneak into locked apartments, right? They have, <laughs> they have sneaked into like a lab deep within a building and stuff, and yet somehow they're about to spend the next hour crawling around the outside of this impenetrable building, never able to to get inside, right? And only able to give the a boogity 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 yeah. to the window. <laughs> This is which, why I love those essentially scenes. Essentially, like, literally happens. It's like it's, it's, it, like its face does, just yeah. pops into the window. And he's like, ah. <laughs> "That's what you would do if you were a monster. You would do that to every single window and be like, oh, no, no kidding, that one. I'll go to the next one.' Oh well, I'll find one. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I don't think it's in that opening. It's the the next the next time we check in with the randos. Um, the, the little girl is just like, it's "No, <laughs> I will find the bug spray." I will take these sons of bitches on for Mother Russia. <laughs> like the mom's like, we should run. The dad's like, no, we're much safer in our shack with many windows. Oh, man, I mean, Don't they... worry, I put this very thin boarded hutch <laughs> up against the window. They will never get through. He, he was right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the weird, like, they never got through. They never got through. That mm, like a, a a light wind would have blown that house down. <laughs> but that little girl, she had her bug spray. Mm-hmm. Don't you mess with her. With you her know what bug happened spray. was that that one parademon popped up in the window to scare her, and was just like, "Oh shit, there's bug spray in there." <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, you know, make sure they stay in there, but don't get in there, okay? <laughs> yeah, if they open they got, a window, got like we got to run. Um. So, uh, all right. So then after that, we get Commissioner Gordon, Mm -hmm. um, who, again, I will say till the day I die, uh, J.K. Simmons is the bomb. I love that guy. Uh, I, I did not love his hair. I didn't love him in this role. See, I don't, I didn't mind him in the role because it was the, it wasn't the Commissioner Gordon we wanted. It was the one we (laughs) deserved. It was the one we deserved. Um, it, it, it again, he'll always be J. Jonah Jameson to me. Yeah. Um, he was, I just pretended he was just not Commissioner Gordon. Like, I could, <laughs> I could totally be like, yeah, J.K. Simmons is playing this cop guy. It's gonna be great. I, I thought he and was, and then there fun. was a butt shot. And there was a butt shot. 
Oh, butt chats. So um, I have a note here, and I'm not sure why I have it right here because I don't remember what was going on, but Danny Elfman did a lot of the music for this movie. Oh, okay. I didn't and realize that. I, I, at, at some point, I just was like, man, this the music is really good because it it calls out to like the um the 89 batman theme all the time when batman is doing cool stuff and it calls out to the john williams theme for superman for like two times that he's doing something cool um (laughs) and i i really like that like they and it's not it's not exactly a replay like they've they've changed the pitch and they've changed the right um, you know a little bit and everything but i thought what i thought um after a while was like isn't it weird that they're using the John Williams theme and not the Man of Steel theme for Superman? <laughs> no, it's not weird. No, it's not. <laughs> Learn from your mistakes, young Padawan. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so um, uh, Commissioner Gordon calls everybody to the roof, and I well, he calls Batman. He to calls the roof. Batman to the roof, and I love this scene. I love everything about this scene because he says, "How many of you are there?" And Batman says, "Not enough." And I was like, okay, good. That's a good Batman line because it's cryptic. It's right. dark. I like it. And it's true. It's correct. That's right. the best part about it. <clears throat> but then they, then, you know, Cyborg shows up and they're talking about, um, I don't even remember what they're talking about. He's telling them, I got to go get the guys. There's a, there's some parody and stealing guys in, you know, they're somewhere. So go get them. And then Commissioner Gordon turns around for a second. He turns back. And the Flash is the only one there, and I love that because he's the only one who could get away the fastest. Right, right. And he he, is, he is the only on one that he wasn't that in on the gag. Done it instantly, but uh, but yeah, I I I did like that. Uh, I I thought it was cute when he was just like, oh wow, they <clears throat> they just disappeared. Well, that's rude. Mm-hmm. But then it's not like it, I I think it would have been a much better if he was like, okay, bye. You know, he he also didn't say goodbye. <laughs> he was also very rude. Uh, but, you know, again, in a movie filled with shit, there was one decent spot there. I thought that was funny. It was also in the trailers, though. So, yeah, that was a Zack Snyder scene. Yeah, it was. It was definitely Snydery. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so now oh, they're, so now they're I, underground. I have a, I have a note. Okay. I have a note here uh, that just says, uh, cyborg cgi is the worst yeah because i believe that was our first full body yeah cyborg appearance it's it's kind of shocking like doesn't ever sit right in the cgi frame and his body never catches the light correctly and there's there's everything is bad there's one scene i think it's toward the end when they're about to jump out of the plane like when they first land in russia and it's like a, a little bit of a more distant shot, but the proportions of Cyborg's head to his body, he literally looks like the Teen Titans go Cyborg. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I wonder if that's a callback, but obviously it's not. It's just bad CGI. Right. Anyway, so they're in the tunnel under Gotham Harbor, and they're in the Bat APC, which there's four people in this gigantic thing that is going <laughs> slower than people walk. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why is this here? And then apparently later, it can, this massive machine can climb walls somehow. I don't, nothing, nothing, none of the scene makes sense. And then like they're fighting parademons. I do love Batman's speech to the Flash. 
you know, save one and then you'll know what to do. And, you know, right. and the Flash going like, I've never, you guys seem like you're so ready to do battle, but I've never done battle before. I, I do. I, I like that scene a lot. Uh, full again, disclosure. This is the, right. Full, full disclosure. I just run really fast and I push people. <laughs> like that, it, it's very apt for what the Flash really does. Is, you know, he's more preventative maintenance. Yeah. And like, it's getting real. And he's just like, oh, what did I say? Like, I, I, I just want to never. Right. I've never had to do this. I could die. I don't like bugs. I, <laughs> you know, so again, this this is really why uh, <laughs> Flash kind of meshed with me, you know, um, I, I enjoy his uh, his awkwardness. So at this um, point, we're an hour and 20 minutes roughly into this podcast, and we're only like eight minutes into the movie, <laughs> if you could believe it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, so, so there's, okay, a, so there's a I, fight. I, I, I'm running out of notes here, so I've looked up the official synopsis to help keep my, uh, oh, I can, my attention here. I can keep going um, with this. So there is, there is a fight. Um, I still have lots fight, of things to say. The fight is pretty... <laughs> It's okay for a CGI fight. It's, um, yeah. Flash does his um, uh, Quicksilver scene, you know, right. doing a thing and it in was, slow motion. It was definitely not as good as Quicksilver, but I thought it was fun. You know, mm-hmm. we we got that. We, we we got Flash's MO. He pushes stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he he right. ran really fast. <laughs> and he pushed and he said, something. Here you go, Wonder Woman. Here you mm-hmm. go. And then he tripped um, and didn't break his foot. And well, see, and that that bothers me a little bit. Um, again, it all depends on how you view the Flash. You know, again, if you're if you're thinking that he just turns on and turns off the Speed Force when he needs it and when he doesn't, um, like I, I feel like the Flash can almost not be trippable. You know what I mean? Like it's something else if he gets like shot in the knee or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I stepped on a step wrong. Like that was really lame. It was it was a very lame thing to do to him. No, he, wasn't, um, like it, he wasn't looking, and once you're falling, it doesn't matter how fast time is going. <laughs> right, right. But I, 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 I guess for <clears throat> the sequence and everything, I thought it was just a a, a misstep um, in in the pacing of the the whole scene you know it's like mm-hmm. why like it could it would have been much cooler if a parademon just like grabbed him <laughs> you know I, like they, it's like ah i'm yeah. looking this way and oh i got bashed you know a parademon but, does grab him later or actually i think it was before that i don't remember either way the the whole reason they did that is specifically so that later on they like have to carry him out and he can't like right he can't just flash route that's um, the worst though when you're when, when you have to rely on writing in stupid MacGuffins, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that means you're not very good at what you're doing. You know, there are a billion other reasons that the flash could have been, you know, otherwise occupied, you know, but whatever. So they get the guys out. There's a fight. The cyborg takes over the bat tank thing. Um, He shoots a missile at Steppenwolf and Steppenwolf uses it to break the wall of the to let aquaman in don't yeah. don't mince words my, he uses it to let aquaman in my note literally just says aquaman just flowed in like he got flushed down the toilet <laughs> aquaman he, had no dog in this fight and all of a sudden he was like whoa he i just, was just hanging like, out at like he was just swimming by and he got sucked in and was just like oh you guys are here okay 
Yeah, and he stops the water, and then they they get out. They that's it. At the end of scene. And, and then, and then, like Commissioner Gordon's being like, "You guys caused like a billion dollars in damage." <clears throat> well done. <clears throat> so then, I think we check in with this is the part where we check in with our Russian family and see the bug spray. <laughs> right, right. Um. So then we're uh, at Batman's house, right. talking about this cockamamie idea to resurrect Superman that comes out of nowhere. With Batman just being like, hey, I I know basically nothing about this device, but I'm pretty sure if we stick it in the in the flooded basement of the Kryptonian ship, it will bring Superman back to life. And I think it's worth a try. And half the people are like, yeah, OK. And the other half are like, uh, this sounds like it could be a disaster. And the best it, part of it is that spelling doomsday. <laughs> the best part of it is that in the original plan, Superman was going to come back evil for a long time. Right. Like that was the plan was like, this is, we're getting to the part and I'm just going to go into it now, but we're getting into the part where Batman's dreams from Batman V Superman. Right. Were actually supposed to be prophecies. And the flash was going to go back in time and tell him, Lois is the key. And that's how you stop Superman from being evil and everything. But since they decided, well, he can only really be evil for about six minutes. Um, we don't have time to do the whole like Superman takes over the world and, you know, right hand man of dark side. And, you know, then we'll Again. stand him out of it with Lois and the flash is going to have to go back in time at some point and come out of a computer monitor. To be fair, that would have been really stupid. Yeah, it would have. Like, <laughs> like, I, I would have watched, had so many more problems with this movie. When you watch Batman v Superman and that happened, and you're just like, I cannot fathom the scene of this happening in the future. Right. So yeah, it it was it was a bad idea. I'm glad they scrapped it. So at one point, Batman says to Wonder Woman that um, <clears throat> that Superman was like a beacon of hope for the world and like it's all gone to shit since he's dead and all i could think was like batman spent years hating this guy the martha thing happened and superman died like 10 minutes later right you know and and then he's just like oh, he's a beacon of hope like you know and then diana says hey look you know i know you're feeling guilty you know but it's not your fault you didn't kill superman you know so don't let it eat you up inside but also you shouldn't be the first thing he sees when he wakes up because he will totally want to kill you. <laughs> like, that's literally the conversation they have. It doesn't yep. make any sense. Um, And that is what happens. Like, Superman is like, yeah, I'm cool. Oh, you guys? Okay, I guess I'll fight you. Batman, do you bleed? <laughs> anyway, yeah, we, no, we, skipped I, I over, mean... we skipped over some things. Well, sure. <clears throat> Um, I felt like, <laughs> so it's all weird. The, the, the main thing I want to talk about, uh, you know, we, we talked about the, the, the old grave robin sequence. Um, yeah, that's, so they, that's the next scene after this is the grave digging. Right. So, um, would you have any more to say about the grave digging? No, it's, it is so, literally a grave digging exposition again. Right. Right. Um, so from there, then we go to the Kryptonian ship 
in Metropolis, which is actually very clearly Chicago. <laughs> can I, can we, can we, yeah, it is, but let me, let me back up a second here. The, the, what was the plan to break in to the Kryptonian ship? Cause like the Walk flash, right. that's, <laughs> that seems plan. Yeah. The flash gets a costume, uh-huh. takes the all spark, drives up to the front gate and then the, the cyborg has to hack the computers to put him in as a guy who's allowed to come in and he drives the thing in and then everybody else just like shows up they're like yeah and we walked right. in too and like the flash is the only one who could have just picked the thing up and ran in around everybody uh-huh yeah I, I don't i don't understand what this what this plan was <laughs> no it was stupid i think they were punking him to be perfectly <laughs> honest Oh man, I think I think Zack Snyder's been punking all of us for quite some time. I have a note at this point that Batman's robot voice is extremely annoying in this movie, and it's very hard to understand him half the time. Yeah, it is, especially since he's going around announcing who the fuck he is to everyone. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need. He the has robot no voice. secret identity, so why have the robot voice? When he's talking only to the people who know who he is, why don't you just turn <laughs> it off? Yeah. And then you got a robot standing next to him who sounds normal. <laughs> All right. So now we're in the um, Kryptonian ship and they're right. like, so, okay, here's the deal, guys. <clears throat> Once again, we know nothing about this device. Okay. Except for. This is the one thing we know. The one thing we do know is that you can't go around charging this thing up. Right. Before it touches water. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or it's or got to literally significantly long after it's already touched the wall. Right. It's gotta literally be like half a millisecond after it's touched the water. Is there anyone here who could possibly generate some electricity really, really fast? <laughs> like, well, there's no? all these floating robots around. <laughs> Maybe they could do something. Um and then for <clears throat> no reason. <laughs> Pa Kent's picture defies yet again the laws that, of everything when it falls into the water standing straight up. <laughs> straight and up. And floats there, like and on just, edge. Like slowly dips under, just straight up. That is, there's no universe. There's nothing, there's nothing about the, like, you can't even be like, oh, well, it's because it's Kryptonian. It's, you know, water, it's like you know, there's nothing know. about that liquid that would explain this you know it's it's just they needed just, you to be looking at the picture while also seeing something behind the picture happening and it, it i don't under like it doesn't even like like it would be one thing if it like fell in there that way and then fell over you know and floated away but it literally it spends its entire time on scene which is several seconds long right well more than floating it on be. its corner just so stupid um and then of this course is when they were just like you know they got the guy who made the boat and the town and they're just like you got, do you know how to do cgi he's like absolutely <laughs> like, yeah man. yeah i i got a good handle on physics uh, <laughs> <clears throat> did you see that boat see how it moved it was very lifelike mm-hmm. <laughs> um so anyway so then of course you know flash can run and make lightning and does touch the box and then superman instantly erupts from the building 
as if nobody saw this coming. He's just like, kaboom! Bye. And goes back. Where does I mean, he goes to the statue. Mm-hmm. Where did I, when did I miss the statue getting destroyed? I missed that. You did miss that. Um, I think that, oh man. I have a memory of that happening, but I have no idea when it happened. Did it happen yeah. at, it didn't happen during the opening montage. I wonder if it happened during the um, extended cut of Batman v Superman or something. Maybe. But Maybe. either way, there's but, a statue. So here's, here's another thing. Like how it feels like a relatively significant amount of time has passed mm-hmm. or should have passed between <clears throat> Superman's death and the events of now. I, would I mean, also for like the very least, out. Bruce Wayne went on a trip to find Aquaman where he grew a beard. Yeah, so it's been a while. The uh, Superman was placed in the water wearing a suit. Yes. And he comes out wearing only sweatpants. Yes. So that's another thing we don't understand about the mother box. No, nobody understands the mother box. Mother does not know how to dress a person. Yeah, no, because uh, again, one of the one of the things I actually I felt very fun about, I, I thought uh, from what you can tell, because you don't really see the suit too well. But it seemed to be his classic blue blazer, white shirt, red tie mm-hmm. combo. Yeah. You know, very, very reminiscent of the superpowers Clark Kent action figure. Um, and so, you know, that that was like, oh, that's nice. Because it's a Zack Snyder movie. I expected him to be in all black. <laughs> just just literally like the shirt, the tie, the jacket, mm-hmm. all black. Um, but anyway, you know, so, so he... It bursts, erupts out, for some reason is drawn to the statue remnants, which are still all over the floor. <laughs> yeah, just the big pieces, though. Someone swept up the uh, little pieces. You know, <clears throat> the stuff the looters couldn't just carry away. He's At first, he seems very calm. Like, he, right. he's, he's, he's just like in his surroundings. Oh, he knows what's man. going on. They They ruined my statue, but hey, I'm alive. I'm okay. Holy shit. There are some guys in costumes. Yeah. Where did they come from? But really, where did they come from? How did they know where he was? Yeah. How did they it's, get there that fast? It's a valid question. Where, where did they come from? And, and then it, it like, it, it gets weird. Cause all of a sudden he's like accidentally using x-ray vision. Maybe I don't, maybe, I don't I, think it it's was hard accident. to tell if it was, well, I, 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 I couldn't tell the, if he was I, like, I'm trying, my powers are just coming and going. Cause at first it didn't seem like it was steady. Like mm-hmm. it was like X-ray, not X-ray X. And then it was like totally X-ray, which was very creepy looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then I, th- I think the intention of the scene was that he didn't remember who they were. So he was like trying to look at their heartbeats or like see inside of them to make sure right, they're human right. or like, he's like a cyborg said, he's scanning us which is a weird right. thing to say, but like he's, he's trying well, to he basically figure out who he's looking at here. Right. And, and then, you know, he gets all upset at Aquaman for his uh, adrenaline going, which I guess cyborg knows because he's also scanning them. But <laughs> I guess, but, but then well, Cyborg's like, Oh no, my automatic suit defense. I'm going to shoot him guys. <laughs> I can't stop myself from shooting him guys. <laughs> Oh, I couldn't stop it. Hmm. (laughs) At least it was just a meatball. (laughs) But 
but for real, like that's the stupidest MacGuffin. I yeah. hate it so much. I can't control my body. And it's, it's so, just gonna shoot Superman. It's so weird too because they were already setting up a MacGuffin. He was like, right. Aquaman, your heart rate is too fast. He thinks you're a bad guy. Oops, I shot him. Oops, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> uh, you know, and this is just... this is definitely a scene that had reshoots in it. And you know, they I I don't know what was originally supposed to happen in these scenes, but there were definitely reshoots as part of this scene because he should have been like I I imagine he would have originally fought them and defeated them. Um, but this scene ends instead with Lois showing up now as opposed to like in the middle of the next movie. Right. You know. Again, that would have been so stupid. Mm -hmm. Just I've never liked the notion of taking a character like Superman, who's supposed to be like beacon of hope, awesome guy, and just being like, yeah, he lost his memory for about five minutes, which made him a super dick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so what you're telling me is the only reason this guy's not a total fucking asshole is his upbringing. Which is surprising <laughs> you in this know? movie. Right, especially in this movie. Jonathan Kent was a dick. Uh, we'll make t-shirts and just have a picture of Kevin Costner on them and just says Jonathan Kent was a dick. Uh, so, but, he, uh, so Superman fights them. Fights the, them. The, the only the, cool the part. One, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, you, you're talking about. The, I, I thought the one cool part was uh, the flash, mm -hmm. you know, so, okay, good. We're on the same page. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he's pretty much just like, yeah, uh-huh. Bruce, Diana, aqua face, whatever. And then flash is like, Oh, I got him. I got him. I'm going to do my stupid long arm run. I hate that stupid run, but whatever. Runs, I'm going to do it. He runs weird. In he does. Something. He's just so not a runner anyway. Um, <laughs> and then it, it's jarring because of the cgi involved but like superman's eyes like not CGI. his head i don't i don't even know if the mustache was involved but like not his head but his eyes move in flash time <laughs> flash is like he can see me <laughs> it was just it was really bizarre uh but enjoyable i guess um i had to feel for the flash though because that had to be terrifying well sure because then he, he actually does fight him in flash time right you know and he just is barely dodging superman's punches and the only hit he takes is like a superman like misses with a punch but then hits him with his shoulder and sends him right. flying <laughs> you know like he lucked out he could have literally did. died absolutely um <clears throat> but then, then they're like shows up. <laughs> then they're like hey superman is a Lois. Do you want a Lois? You want a Lois? Go get it. <laughs> no, first, Batman shows up and he's choking Batman. Oh, that's right. And Sorry. he says in a barely not British whisper, <laughs> do, do you bleed? You know. Well, and you he's know, like, so he bones are cracking things. in his jaw this whole time. It's really disconcerting. Yeah, that, that must be why they went with the weird includes a jawline mask for Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so then Lois does show up, and he right. he and Lois fly away, and this is where weird. things kind of get weird. So he takes her to to the farm, to a CGI representation of a cornfield. 
in which I'm not clear if both of the actors were in the same place for several parts of the conversation. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, that happens. And she says, you smell good. <laughs> like you do. Mm-hmm. Like and he you says, do. did I not before? Which honestly, that's how, that's what I would have said too. Right. <laughs> because that's a really, that's a it's really a, dumb thing to say. That's, that's thing. what you say when you're like, well, this is awkward because you just came back from the dead and I feel like that's really important to you, but I, I am just not interested. I don't have anything to contribute to this conversation. You smell good though. You smell good. So, <clears throat> so that then, so here's a, here's the thing that I had a question about. Uh-huh. She gets him a flannel shirt. Um, sure. They've already moved out of this house. So whose shirt is that? You know, the hobo. <laughs> <laughs> the hobo. Yeah. Everyone knows him. It's me, the hobo. Hey, the hobo. Can I borrow your shirt? Go ahead. I wasn't wearing it. <laughs> So the the weird thing is in this movie is like it's the weird the the weird thing the weird thing I'm making I'm making a list of one the weird thing about this movie is that like this was kind of a touching moment and there are several parts in the movie where there are touching moments but like they you like they're just starting to ramp up and then it's like someone just changed the channel to something else right you know oh what I forget what's next what's next in this thing also um, thankfully Martha was already on her way to the farm. Yeah. She <laughs> called him. She said, Lois called him. Lois called her and said, hey, I'm going to snap him out of his evil murder rage and he's going to fly me over to your farm. So start heading there now in your 1940s truck. <clears throat> <laughs> Try um, telling him your name is Martha. <laughs> See what happens. That seems to have worked for several people before snapping them out of their murder rage. <laughs> Batman definitely should have been like our mom's names are Martha. See, that's the kind of callback I really would have wanted. Right. I really would have given this movie a lot more credit if Batman Superman is choking him and just like remember Martha. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we should work on this. We should work on this. This is why I think we can make this movies. We we have uh computers and the internet and we can do at least as good a job stringing something else together than they did with the mustache so (laughs) anyway um um, then we go back to russia yes yes we do and they've got oh yeah we briefly see um steppenwolf boom tube out with the with the cube right right. uh so yeah we're we're, we do see them in russia um actually uh, is that the part or is it um yeah i think it is i was so, gonna say in my official synopsis from imdb it says that that's the next part so they have somehow constructed a building and a shield i don't know of what or who did it uh but there's like a metal building now that they're in with all of these cubes and they're getting ready to to pull some shit and then i think that's all we see of them there he, he mentions mother and he, I think this is the part where he also mentions dark side. The only time and he says like, you know, it, for yeah, it, the glory of dark side or whatever. Right. 
He definitely name drops Darkseid. I th- I think it's twice, but I'll, I'll... Uh, no, it's not. It's once. I I will fight you on this. Well, I tell you what, he definitely well, Pat, mentioned Darkseid. Both Dark of our Side. mother's names is Martha. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, never mind. Well, no, he definitely mentions Darkseid um, when uh, very early on in the film. No. Yes, he does. Because I, I tell you, I literally just got done watching the movie halfway through, and he mentioned Darkseid in the first half. All right, fine. So. Uh, also, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. There's something I forgot to mention a long, long time ago. This just reminded me. Um, what was his deal with telling the Amazons they were going to love him? Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, like there was just this whole like, like, don't, don't you worry, you're gonna love me. I, oh, I love think, me. Okay, so I think what happened here is that part of the plot, um was originally going to involve the anti-life equation and i th- okay and i think that's a remnant of the anti-life equation getting wiped out and just all of that getting folded into three mother boxes which okay. are doing th- you know things that mother boxes don't typically do right, right. so <clears throat> all right I, I'll, I'll buy that i guess without without any other reference to that anywhere it is just super creepy right absolutely i was like i <clears throat> Is this going to go somewhere? Like, is he going to have some mind control? I don't know what's going on. And I'll, I'll tell you what. I hate mind control in movies or TV or anything. It's the lamest of the lame when you just need superheroes to seem bad for a little while. Mm-hmm. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Yeah, it's, um, it's the laziest versus, you know, the reason to have a versus story. Right. So before the heroes head out, we get another scene of them back at the bat house or whatever uh and this is where we get the scene of like um aquaman sitting on the lasso and giving his <laughs> his uh you know heroic speech and everything and um yeah heroic <laughs> whatever um i did like that scene i thought it was kind of funny i also I particularly liked when he, he looks at the flash and he was just like if you tell anybody about this he says something about like He'll send all the prawns in the world after him or something like that. <laughs> I don't remember. It was something like that. Something that had to do right. with prawns. And the Flash is just like, honestly, I stopped listening after you said we were all going to die. <laughs> 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 um, but th- this is also... So, okay. So then Batman has been working on this, like, spaceship. Uh-huh. Because it was one thing when he made a ridiculously slow-moving tank to carry four people somewhere. Now he's got to carry five people somewhere and a car, which is why he has made an entire starship uh, to fly to Russia. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that it is only so big because it has to hold so much exposition <laughs> as well as have Yo, enough you room. You got any idea how much exposition we're carrying back there? <laughs> Smacks roof. This baby can carry so much exposition. <laughs> <clears throat> and anyway, and the the door on the back has to be big enough for five people to heroically pose. That's the other right purpose. Right. Anyway, so they go to Russia. All right. From this point out, it's basically all CGI uh-huh. fighting. There's some cool scenes. They they come and go. Uh, the plan is apparently 
I'm Batman's going to drop the guys off on the outside of the shield, fly the ship through the shield, and then take down the shield so that the other guys that were on the ship with him, who are now not on the ship, can come in to where he already is inside the shield after he has taken down the shield. I think it's a foolproof plan. Foolproof. Foolproof. Uh, uh, so then he drops off the Batmobile and he starts playing. I didn't this I didn't really follow the subplot of the noise that lures the like because he hears the noise in the beginning when he's fighting the first parademon and it uh, makes the parademon get a little skittish and he's just like, well if I play that noise, they'll definitely follow me. So he's playing the noise and they're literally all following him and he seems rather shocked that they that it worked. Because he's just like, wow, they're all they're all coming. Hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> So they're all following him around, and the rest of the Justice League has decided, uh, based on Wonder Woman's leadership, that they're going to save Batman instead of just letting him die and, and carrying sure. out the mission. So they, there's some some cool fighting. There's some parts where they're like, you know, passing the buck back and forth. You know, uh, Aquaman is on the Batmobile for a while, and then he's up in the air, and then he's fallen, and then Cyborg catches him and throws him somewhere, and then he... And then he surfs a parademon down through a building and out into a field. And then they were really trying to capture that Avengers one single shot magic. Yes. And it didn't work. Well, they were it never, didn't. they never sing, they never got into the single shot. Right. Yeah. You know, like where they were, I mean, they, it was, it was never a single shot and like a continuous shot, but also they were never all together in a single shot, I guess is the, right. what I'm getting at. But anyway, the point is <clears throat> then they get to the uh the the middle the building that came out of nowhere um <clears throat> level 8 oh you know what i have to also mention that when when batman uh is playing the sound and all the parademons are chasing him and batman seems surprised that they're all chasing him even after he said like you guys should all chase me now or something like that <laughs> then alfred says we might not have thought this through. <laughs> and I was like, I don't. Did you guys have a plan, or were you just like, once hey, again, Alfred heard... is just the voice of all of us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he anyway. was just he he was talking to uh, to Jim Lee. <laughs> there's there's a little bit of Zack Snyder falling bullet shell porn, uh -huh. and, you know, slow motion bullet casing falling to the ground that happens a little bit. Oh, um, that's another thing I forgot to mention. Uh, see, I, I shouldn't have put my notes away because I had a few more. Uh, in the the fight scene where uh, we got the slow-mo flash run, mm -hmm. um, Batman specifically brings guns to a sword fight. <laughs> yeah, he specifically he, said, even, I didn't bring a sword. Right. Sorry, everybody. I didn't bring a sword. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's mm. he sure did nail it. That ba Batman has a complicated relationship with guns. We'll just leave it's, it at that. It's not that complicated. Um, so yeah, so they're gonna fight Steppenwolf and everything, and um, it, once again, random fight ensues between people who are incapable of being hurt. And uh, so then Superman arrives, mm -hmm. and. Uh, I thought, I think the first time I saw this, I didn't like it. But this time, 
it made me smile because Superman shows up and he says something like, you know, I believe in truth, but I'm also a big fan of justice. And like Batman smiles at seeing him. And I'm like, that's so good. <laughs> like, it's so corny and stupid. And that's just what I wanted Superman to be this whole time. It's true. It doesn't it's fit true. at all with the movie, but that's just what I wanted. Well, super, like I think we may have talked about this privately before. Superman takes on the role of the Superman we wanted the whole time, just way too late. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> like he was, when he came back from the dead, he became the actual, the correct Superman. Right. And, and, and I'll tell you this. I like Henry Cavill as Superman. I think he does a good job. Mm-hmm. I think that he was bogged down by Zack Snyder's inability to tell happy stories um, or inability to tell stories. You know, I mean, this this is the, the problem with these things uh, as a whole. Now, Marvel does a, a really great job of of giving you the feel for it. But superhero movies as a whole, they take something that is inherently episodic. You know, comic books are made to get you reading next month's issue. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's just little story after little story after little story and maybe a big story, you know, but we get none of the little stories. There's no buildup. There's no reason for us to care. And then you just drop a big story on us. And it's like, yeah, there's, I mean, there's no stakes here for me. Kill them. Don't kill them. Save the day. Don't save the day. I don't give a shit. You forgot to make me care. Yeah. How this turns out. And then you tried to with the stupid Russian family. Yeah. I mean, I I give them credit for. And I wanted them to die. (laughs) I give them credit for at least at some point remembering, like, oh, shoot, we forgot to put stakes in the movie. (laughs) Right. You know, so I mean, it's not the best, but at least it's kind of there. And you do get, like, you know, Alfred realizes that the Russian family is trying to escape, but they can't make it. And so they. Batman sends the Flash. He tells him to take a walk. Right. Um, the Flash is just like, I hope this is east. And he, it's not because he doesn't get there for a while. And he's just like, right. all right, this way is definitely east. Um, uh, but the fir- one of the first things Superman does when he shows up is he's just like, I hear civilians in trouble. I'm going right. to go take care of that first. Because he wasn't supposed to be there yet. Right. <laughs> That's in the I, I'm, I'm pretty positive this is a true thing. In the original script, he's not supposed to be back yet. Right. He's not supposed to be good Superman. So they had to figure out a reason for not Superman pummeling Steppenwolf the whole time. So they're like, uh, why, why? And he's just like, I hear civilians. I must go. <laughs> and, and like nobody's quite nobody's like, dude, you know, if you stop this guy, the, <laughs> the civilians, civilians will be fine. But he's like, no, I have to go. And that did play. I, I liked that scene. I thought it was cute, you know, where Flash is saving the, the one family that they tried to make us care about. And Superman is just flying like an entire complex of yeah. people. I was like, that's that is something that would happen. I like that. It's I like actually that. like you could not do that. That apartment would collapse. Right, right. It's Absolutely. structurally impossible Absolutely. for you to do that. But, but anyway, it, it is very comic book. You there know, were, like that was spot on. The Superman whole time Superman thing. was doing that, I was thinking, I am so upset we didn't get a, a, a good Superman movie. Right. You know, like this could have been a whole movie. This was so like, this was the part where I was like happy that I was seeing like little snippets of the Superman I wanted to see. And at the same time, just super depressed because it's surrounded by 
Steppenwolf being like not really there and Cyborg getting like smashed with axes and all that. Yeah. Yeah. But what happens? So Cyborg and Superman uh, pull the mother boxes apart. There's some quippy jokes. They actually laugh. There's laughing, Pat. It is, but it's, it's the so, first time anyone's laughed. I don't care if it's forced. It doesn't make sense. In the entire universe, this is the first time anybody has ever laughed in any version of a Zack Snyder universe. No, the the like the it's completely unearned. Even, I, I, and listen, as, Pat, as listen, much as I listen, like it, no, stop. Listen, even in Suicide Squad, the Joker does not laugh. He just goes ah 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 ah. He doesn't yeah. even laugh. I, I I'm not gonna watch that movie, uh, but yeah, this is this is definitely I don't know. Like I said, it's what I wanted, but it's just it's it's not how I wanted to get there. No, absolutely, it's like, it's it doesn't like fit I, with the rest I, of the I, movie. I got my dream job, but only because Ted fell off the side of a building and he's dead now. That's why we call him Dead it's Ted. It's like oh, oh, so I got what I wanted, but I feel dirty. <laughs> So after this part, Steppenwolf is still alive uh-huh. and undefeated. And then there's a, some brief fighting where Wonder Woman destroys his axe because Superman froze it first. And, you know, some little, little bit of good teamwork and everything. But then S- Steppenwolf is afraid because is a- his axe is broken and he's going to lose. And Aquaman's like, smell that? Batman, you smell that? Batman's like, yeah, smells like fear. I remember a robot. <laughs> and... <laughs> And then the parademons like attack Steppenwolf and take him through a boom tube, I guess, and his helmet falls off and stays behind. And I, all I could think was like, are you really telling me that none of these heroes were afraid this entire time? Like the Flash was not afraid. Like they didn't follow him around. And it's just like Steppenwolf suddenly is so, so terrified that the parademons are like, okay, guys, change of plans. That's our guy. Right. We're going right. to go get that guy. Because the parademons weren't like programmed or anything to obey him, right? Because they the, literally just them. right. They they literally just feed on fear, and he's just like, yeah. I mean, I'm scary looking. They're scary looking. They feed on fear. Done. Why, why would we put like a kill switch or you know any kind of obedience in them? They they've just been listening to because they know I know where fear is. <laughs> they love that sweet tasty fear, and, and, I can and tell apparently. I just crapped my pants, and they were like, "You smell that?" <laughs> hey, Ted. Oops, I I'm crapped my pretty pants. sure that guy over there is way more afraid right now than this tiny little girl over here that we were about to eat. <laughs> Let's abandon that and go eat that guy over there. Because it's all of them. It's literally every last parademon. Right goes through like the that's, boom tube. That's the shtick. That's they had to, you know, they didn't want to fire a beam into the sky. So they well, just had to boom te- tube away. Technically that's what the boom tube is. You just didn't see the sky part. <laughs> True. True enough. <laughs> so I guess the points for not showing the sky beam that was actually there. And then <laughs> and then Cyborg says Booyah. Mm, I don't I don't I know. I don't like that. that. I don't care. They did it wrong. It's not his. No. It's like don't don't make the reference if you're not going to commit, right? Yeah. So then, inexplicably, and actually, in, he said, "Boo, booyah." <laughs> inexplicably, 
So the mother box creates all this random matter all over the place that snakes in and out of the ground, which was going to turn the planet into the same type of environment as Apocalypse, Darkseid's homeworld, which is usually portrayed, and I think they show it in the one of the flashbacks, as like a fiery hellscape kind of thing. I believe that's exactly what they called it. But what they don't tell you is that if you destroy the mother box, the fiery hellscape will instead grow beautiful alien flowers. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Yeah, which, you know, I guess makes as much sense as about anything else. Yeah, I mean, if if... <laughs> If you've watched to the end of the film and that's your problem, something's very wrong. Like, congr- congratulations, you've you've succeeded in watching the movie. If that's where your troubles lie, <laughs> so then we get a little bit of a closure montage for some things. Like Barry goes to visit his dad and tells him he got a job at the police station. Martha Kent gets her home back. Um, a lot of the threads from the beginning are just completely dropped, but at least right. there's a little bit of closure for some of the things. Um, then there's a, uh, mid credit scene mm-hmm. in which the flash and Superman race. And that is a very cool Joss Whedon scene. It is, except for the flash does his stupid wavy arm running. Yeah. Well, yeah, I yeah. hate it. It's so stupid. It's not how anyone runs ever. No one has ever run that way. It's like, mm. he's trying to swim through air. <laughs> no, I take it back. I think on Friends, there was a whole shtick where Phoebe ran that way. And everybody thought it was stupid then, too. And then there's an end credit scene, after all the credits, whatever you would call that, post-credits. Yes, post. In which they they tease us with something that we had wanted for a very long time. It is quite a tease. Lex Luthor being recast by somebody else. Uh, it turns out he's not. He just yeah. stuck a double in his cell somehow, and he's in, in fact on a he's on a boat. He never thought he'd be on a boat. He never thought he'd be on a boat. I got to be honest with you, Pat. The amount of Lonely Island references <laughs> we made during this is way more than I expected. I think it's probably a lot higher than ever. the concentration is way above any other thing we've recorded. Well, you yeah. <clears throat> know. Anyway. So Lex Luthor's on a boat and a death stroke shows up and and they're just like, don't you think, or Luthor's like, don't you think we should have a league? And the camera's getting closer and closer to him of our own. And then that's and Deathstroke the said, there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> and there's no dark side. They don't tease dark side. He's just on. There's no yeah, dark side. No, there's that's no dark side. Le- league of Doom next. It should be a legion. Okay? Legion, of, Yeah. League of Doom. It should be, yeah. I, you know, what would have been better is if the boat had started rocking with that fake-looking, you know, gurney thing, but then it was the <laughs> Legion of Doom headquarters coming up. Yes, yes. That would have been... Moonwalk. <laughs> that sequence, that, that end sequence should have really started with, Meanwhile. <laughs> because it had no bearing on any fucking thing where did Deathstroke come from? Why do we care? Like nothing, nothing was teased. Nothing was hinted at. Like they, they should have at least like, I, sorry, this is going to be a little, a little bit of a journey for a second here. This is one of the reasons I hate frozen because (laughs) you can't, you can't in a movie. Well, I guess you can, but you shouldn't 
you can't tell a story and then just make up the ending and make it seem like it was cool because you just made it up. Hmm. You know, in Frozen, there are no hints. There is not a a sequence where when you rewatch the movie, you're like, oh, there is nothing telling you that the bad guy is the bad guy. Right. Every fact, single thing he does throughout the entire movie makes and, him out to be a good guy. Right. That was that and was so, and so oh, good. I was going to say that that is one of the things that I thought was unique about Frozen the first time I saw it. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, that's just because they rewrote the ending. Exactly. It was poor writing. <laughs> it was poor writing. And so the same thing with this Deathstroke and Lex Luthor nonsense, where it's just like, this has no bearing on anything. What? Isn't that cool? It's like, no, it's not cool. It's especially you have at least dropped a hint. Like somebody should have said something about Deathstroke or Slade Wilson or something where you were like, huh, you know, my interest is kind of peaked. I wonder if that was Slade Wilson in the background or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you get the payoff but when it's just like, hey, it's Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm not Deadpool. And then <laughs> no, Cyborg shows up and he's like, I'm pretty sure you're Deadpool. Um, yeah, I the screen say something inappropriate. Like it's a, you know it's a teaser, obviously, so they're not going to cram a whole right. bunch of plot into it. But like, they don't. If you don't know who Deathstroke is, then which most people I would say probably don't. Right, it's Lex Luthor calling some random weirdo to his boat and being like, "Hey, me and you should have a league. What do you think?" Right. And the Deathstroke average audience goer is like just a... like, "Who? What? What's happening? He's going to make a league with this guy?" Like. This guy's got a sword. That's kind of cool. <laughs> I'm I'm looking up the Legion of Doom here because I don't even know if he's not in the Legion. I don't think he has ever been in the. I mean, sure, I'm sure he's been in there at some point. Uh, but all right, members Legion of Doom, Grodd, uh, Luther, uh, no. Cheetah, Giganta, Killer Croc, Bizarro, uh, Black Manta, Rainbow Brainiac, Rainbow Raider. <laughs> Captain Cold, Cheetah, Giganta, Gorilla Grodd, Lex Luthor, Riddler, Scarecrow, Sinestro, yeah, Solomon Sinestro. Grundy, Toy Man. That's pretty much it. You know, there's a potential that there's you're going to get another Sinestro in a movie before you get another Green Lantern. It's 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 likely at this point. I have no idea what their plans are for the next Justice League movie if they're going to. Continue oh, I don't this. think they're going to do it. I mean, Ben Affleck is out as Batman now. Yeah. So well, I mean, they I, can I recast, but get, I, I'm pretty sure it's. I think. Done. Once you get to the point where you're you're losing your actors, I I feel like it's time to cut and run. I well, how, I honestly I don't think that we're going to get another Justice League movie. Henry Cavill's out too, right? Now. There was a lot of rumors, but nothing ever got confirmed, as far as I know. Um, here's the here's the weird thing. So Aquaman is still in, you know. <laughs> so so right now his movie made a bunch of money. They're very happy. I'm sure they're greenlighting Aquaman 2 right now. So that leaves us in this weird area of we're going to go ahead with a new, different Batman. But we're going to keep your old Aquaman. So how are we going to... And Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is still doing well. And as far as we know, she's uh, the second movie, as long as it does well, will probably lead to a third. I know Patty Jenkins said she had plans for a third, although she didn't know if she was going to be the one to direct it or not. Um, but, uh, you know, so, so you had, you had Wonder Woman, 
You got Aquaman. Like, what, what are we going to do? Like, maybe, maybe we'll have a Justice League movie. We'll introduce uh, Green Lantern. Maybe we'll go ahead with Flash. <laughs> and then we'll be like, well, you know, Clark and Bruce are out. Brokeback mountaining it. <laughs> you know, it's it's literally going to turn into the 90s Justice League pilot. Right. Absolutely. It's going to be Guy Gardner, Fire and Ice, and the Atom. <laughs> and Martian Manhunter. Oh, I forgot about, how did I forget about Martian Manhunter? He was so chubby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. He'll be played by Ben Affleck. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, So I think, I think we've talked about this enough. I, I I never want to talk about it again. (laughs) Yeah. If someone tries to convince me that we have not talked about this enough, I'm going (laughs) to, I don't know. I'm going to ask them if they bleed. (laughs) So, um, I don't recommend this movie. Yeah. I don't recommend I, uh, all, the I, only, the only reason I recommend this movie is because I, I just had a, a great time just now. <laughs> I had a great time just tearing that movie to shreds like Wolverine at a family reunion. <laughs> it, um, it had some good parts but not nearly enough to justify right. watching this movie for enjoyment. Um, you know, if you want to have a bad movie night, I think this is a great movie to watch. Yeah. If you want to watch a movie for enjoyment, mm, I don't know. You could probably watch almost anything else. Don't Pretty watch much. Batman v Superman or Suicide right. Squad. Right. What we're saying here is just or, uh, DC movies so far. Not your safest bet. I would rather watch Green Lantern. Ooh, them's fighting words. <laughs> uh, I I have watched Green Lantern more times than I'll ever watch Justice League. So <laughs> I could and probably will never again watch the Green Lantern movie, and I'll still have seen it way more times than I've seen Justice League. All right. Well, thanks for uh, listening, everybody. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. You can check out more episodes on our website, jibcast.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash structured gibberish. We're on Twitter at structured jib. And I'm at underscore B and Pat's at Green Lantern 999. And um, we are listed on a lot of podcast things like iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify, I think, and Google, whatever their thing is called. So, I don't know if you if you're somehow listening to this and you don't know how that would that's probably one of those. <laughs> you know, Pat, I was doing really good until the end there, and it just went <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> and yet, I'm I'm still I'm happy with it. Okay, cool. I think we can call it a show. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>